Good morning. Lovely to see you. I want to speak this morning on He Restores My Soul, and I want to give you uh, and show you from the words of David in the Psalms how your soul can be restored also. Does anybody love the film Bruce Almighty? I don't know if it's just my childish part of me, but that uh, Jim Carrey in that film is amazing. And there's a part in the film where he walks in uh, to this building and there's a man washing the floor. It turns out to be God. I had an experience like that on holiday. And um, I walked into a garage and there was a man, he wasn't cleaning the, the floor. He was uh, fixing a car. And afterwards I was thinking, I, I, I wonder if that guy was like an angel. There was something about that experience where the man was tinkering and fixing the car. And I thought, this is like Bruce Almighty. This is like God. I want to just tell you, my car broke down when I was in Wales and had a little experience. And God speaks, you know, every interruption in your life is an opportunity to hear from God. Hi, I'm just standing across this. the road from Station Garage. You know, every frustration. Just play that, please, Ruben. Hi, I'm just standing across the road from Station Garage. You know, every frustration has an opportunity for learning. in it and uh, my car had run out of cooling and I'm in Whitland on a holiday and I went to this uh, station garage and as you can see there's this beautiful yellow vehicle parked and in every frustration there's an opportunity for learning. I met Jeff and I'm saying to myself what can I learn from Jeff today? I asked him about this vehicle from I think it's 1973 worth over 40k been spending over two years on it. He said can I show you what it was like? He took me across the road and he showed me this red vehicle and he said this yellow one was in a worse condition than this one. And uh, as you can see, the pictures of the red vehicle are unbelievable. And uh, it takes him a good few years to get it to the state of the condition. But Jeff said something incredible. You'll hear it in the video of the red car. He said something incredible. He said, this red one is even better than the yellow. Look at the state of it. This one is better. Is that right? Yeah, we all need a Jeff in our life because often our lives feel and look like the red car. But you know, we all need a Jeff who can see the amazing potential with some work, with some time, with some vision, with someone who believes that you can be like that brand spanking new model, that yellow model, worth over 40k. Isn't it brilliant? I went and got some ice creams and I got my vehicle filled with coolant. And I learned that again, reminded of that wonderful lesson that no matter what uh, frustration comes in our life, there's an opportunity to learn something new through every frustration. And for me, as my car breaking down and running out of coolant, but getting that coolant fixed reminded me of such a great life lesson uh, to always see your own potential and find someone who sees the potential in you can help you get back to that beautiful yellow pristine condition once again. Psalm 23 verse 3 says, He restores my soul. Can you say restore? 
Say, he restores my soul. Now, restore means to bring back to its former state, to bring back from a state of ruin, decay, disease, or the like, to repair, to renew, to recover. Um, don't worry if you can't take all the notes because if you're on our email list at 9 a.m. this morning, in your inbox, maybe in your spam, was an email with all my notes. If you've got Version Bible app on your phone, you can click the more events. Your uh, location tracking device will detect Divine Church, or you just type in Divine Church, and the notes are on there also, so don't worry. Uh, and if you don't, you want the email, just see Colleen, she can get you sorted out. To restore means to repair, to renovate, or return to a former condition. He restores my soul. Now, the verses before, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. The context of shepherd sheep then leads us into, he restores my soul. The verses before in Psalm 34 describe a flock So how does that connect to the shepherd restoring the soul of his flock? Well, in Ezekiel 34, the Lord is condemning the shepherds, the leaders of Israel. And one of the things that they have neglected is to bring back the sheep that have strayed. We see that in verse 4. But later in the passage, the Lord tells us he will be their shepherd. And he says he will bring back the sheep that have strayed. Ezekiel 34, 16 says, I will seek the lost. I will bring back the strayed. I will bind up. Beautiful imagery. Beautiful words about Jesus, the injured. I will strengthen the weak. Ezekiel 34 is describing a good shepherd who will repair, renovate, and return to a former condition his flock. It describes a good shepherd who will restore the soul of a flock who have strayed, been injured, feel weak, are weary, and are hungry. And we know that Jesus himself said in John 10 verse 14 that I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Jesus is a good shepherd who loves to restore the soul of his flock, who stray, get injured, lose strength, get weary, and go hungry. He's the bread of life who nourishes famished souls. He's the living waters who quench the thirst of souls that are dehydrated. One thing about sheep is they wander. They're not the type of animals that lie still. They're animals who get up, they wander, and they stray. And the task of the shepherd is to bring them back together again. And a good shepherd does the same with our souls. He searches us out. He wants to restore us in green pastures by still waters. He wants to return the flock when we wander. What is your soul? Hebrews word lesson teaches us that your soul is you. It's it's what distinguishes you from everyone else around you. 
It is your uniqueness, your emotions, and your reactions, and how you view your life experience. Some may call it your essence. The truth is, you do not have a soul. You are a soul. Think of your soul as being the very fiber of your being. He restores the very fiber, every fiber of my being. And Ruth Haley Barton, in her book, Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership, she says it like this. When I refer to the soul, I'm not talking about some ill-defined, amorphous, soft, around-the-edgy sort of thing. I'm talking about the part of you that's most real, the very essence of you that God knew before he brought you forth in physical form, the part of you that will exist after your body goes into the ground. That's Ruth Haley Barton. Now, David says in Psalm 23 that the Lord restores his soul. And the Lord wants to restore your soul. He wants to restore you, yourself. He wants to restore the very and every fiber of your being to bring you back to your former state, to bring you back from a state of ruin, decay, tiredness, weariness, disease, or the like. He wants to repair you. He wants to fix you. Was it Coldplay that sang, I will try to fix you? Well, God wants to fix you, to renew you, to recover you. And Ezekiel 34, 16 tells us that the good shepherd will seek the lost, bring back the strayed, bind up the injured, strengthen the weak. That's what he wants to do to you on a daily basis, not annually at a conference, that's okay, that's good, they're wonderful, times of refreshing. But God knows you get tired, heart daily, you need refreshed daily, strengthened daily, renewed daily. And it's a great picture of restoring your soul. When your soul is sick or injured, He will heal you, repair you, your soul, the very fiber of your being. He will bind up your wounds, heal your sickness and give you strength when you are weak. He will restore your soul. What has been damaged through neglect, misuse, and ill treatment, He will restore. Now, our souls are also the seat of our emotions, and He wants to restore your emotions. Now, your emotions can be negative or positive. They include happiness, sadness, fear, anxiety, excitement, anticipation. But we need to get to the place where we consecrate, we learn to consecrate, devote, give over to God and Jesus our emotions. And we need to learn to invite Jesus into our emotions on a daily, regular, ongoing basis so that He can restore them. In order to do that, we need to identify the emotion and name it. How are you feeling right now? You ask yourself, how am I feeling today? How am I feeling this morning? Well, Lord, I'm feeling actually rather anxious. Lord, I'm a bit afraid. I'm afraid of the winter up ahead. The bills are going up. My pay is staying the same. I've lost my job. I'm actually feeling fearful. 
I'm feeling anxious. Number one, you're identifying how you feel. You're naming it, but then you're going to invite Jesus to come into that emotion. You say, Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into that fear. I ask you to come into my anxiety. And when you invite in his presence, he is the God of peace. He is the God of strength. And he can take your emotion and fix it and even change it. You can name your fear, invite Jesus, his peace, his presence to transform the emotions. Do you believe Jesus can transform an emotion? Can transform that fear, that anxiety, and bring his peace right in. You need to invite him in to the emotion. Our souls include our knowing and our thinking, our thoughts and our knowledge, and he wants to restore your thoughts. He wants to restore your thinking. He wants to restore our minds. In fact, we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. So he restores my soul, includes he restores my mind, my thoughts, and my thinking. He wants to transform our thinking into new ways because his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. In fact, we need our thoughts to be replaced by his thoughts. Again, we need to acknowledge how we're feeling. What are we thinking? Well, I'm thinking this winter is going to be really difficult. I'm thinking I might not cope. I'm thinking I might sink. I think I might go into greater debt. We acknowledge the thoughts, the feelings. We invite Jesus in and we ask him to speak and listen because the sheep hear his voice to see what he thinks about the situation. Lord Jesus, I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling afraid. I'm feeling worried. I'm thinking this. I'm thinking that. What do you think? Well, look at the birds of the air. Look at the lilies. They do not toil or labor. Do not worry about tomorrow. Do not worry about what you shall eat. I am your provider. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough worries of its own. I am your good shepherd. I will care for you and start to allow his thoughts to become your thoughts And so he can transform and restore your soul, restore your emotions, restore your thinking, restore your words, restore your self-talk and say, you know what? I don't need to be depressed about the winter. I don't need to be afraid of tomorrow. I can have confidence that I have a good shepherd. We ask to hear the voice of the shepherd and listen to what the good shepherd says because my sheep hear my, my sheep. One of the basic signs of a sheep is the hear. One of the most vital practices that you can learn and daily practice is hearing. God is speaking, Shema, listen, respond, pay attention, and put into practice. Now, this gives us new perspective on our situation. He restores our souls by giving us new perspective. 
God's perspective, and Peter Hall wonderfully taught us about this from Luke 4.18, that Jesus came to restore our souls by the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Jesus quoting, opened the scroll of Isaiah, talking and applying these words to himself because he has anointed me, Jesus, to proclaim good news to the broken, the hurting, and the needy, the poor, the tokoi. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight. Now, Peter taught us that recovering of sight is the same word when Jesus broke the bread and fed the 5,000. He looked up. And that word, he looked up, he gave thanks and he looked up, was the same word that is used for recovering of sight. He gained new perspective of the impossible situation before him. He looked, and Jesus come to recover the sight of the blind and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. One way Jesus restores our souls is to recover our sight when we are blind. We are blind about tomorrow. We are blind about the future. We are blind to the impossibility that's before us. But he wants to restore our sight, i.e. give us his perspective of tomorrow, his perspective. And we get that when we come to the living waters. When we're faced with impossible situations and the need before us is greater than our resources, we need to look up and recover lost sight. We need to get his sight, his insight on our situation. He restores our souls when we look to him and recover lost sight. Get the Father's perspective of the impossible tomorrow that is facing you. And His grace comes by faith. The Good Shepherd wants to restore your souls. He wants to restore you. He wants to bring you back to your former state, to repair, to renew, to recover you to your former condition, like Jeff did with that red car. He says, that's better than the yellow one. Like, what on earth? <laughs> but Jeff had vision. Jeff could see the potential to restore that broken, beaten up vehicle to its former condition. He was a restorer of the cars. You have an even greater restorer of your soul. No matter if that soul is looking like the car. And I went up the hills with a young man whose soul was in the state of that red car by his own words, by his own mission. He said, I had it all. I was married, two beautiful children, and I threw it all away, and I've messed up, and I've screwed up, and I said, you know what? How am, I was at a garage in Wales, and I, I, I actually saw a car that just looks like you, but there is hope because there's one who wants to restore your soul. No, you can't change the past, but you can change your today. You can change your tomorrow. You can learn from the past. And he said, it was, if I just stayed with God, if I just, it was my sin, if I just stayed and walked with God, you know, there's one who wants to destroy your soul. The thief come to steal, to kill, and destroy. Make no doubt about it. There is an opposition and one who wants your soul like the red car. But Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and life in all of abundance. He wants our souls restored. Romans 8, 29, God planned. He wants to return you to your former condition. But what is your former condition? If you could just put the next slide up, please, Reuben, or put the, the mouse onto that side. Romans 8, 29 said, God planned that those 
he had chosen would become like his son. My goodness. Whoa, whoa, let that sink on for a second. God planned that those he had chosen, you, would become like his son. What is his son like? His son is a radiant expression, the radiant glory of God. He's like that yellow car, and that's what God's plan, that you would become like that. You would be restored to your former condition. The bright yellow car is the analogy of the sun, sun with an O as opposed to a U. Bright, radiant, glorious. He wants to restore you. And David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. The green pastures are the place where the sheep is fed. That red car got fixed when it was in the garage. It did not got fixed when it was driving. It only got fixed when it stopped and it came into the garage of the presence of the restorer because in his garage it was calm and it was peaceful and it had every tool that was needed to fix every single part of that car exterior interior wiring he restored that car not overnight it took time and a long time and we want everything uh, in the TikTok generation we want everything in five minutes just give me the three bullet points because I want restored tomorrow pronto you spent your whole life <laughs> becoming like that red car Jesus needs time. We need to come into the garage. It says, he leads me. He makes me lie down. <laughs> it's not, some of them are not very good at lying down, stopping, stillness. But that, guy, that car had to stop. It needs to lie down in his presence. It says, he leads me beside still waters. Why did the shepherd take the sheep to still waters? Because the still waters is a place of safety. It's a place of stillness. It's a place where they could be refreshed in a dry and barren and weary land. It was a place where the shepherd could safely take the injured sheep and wash their wounds. And they would be restored by the shepherd in the green pastures. Jesus has a green pastures for you. It's his presence. Unless your presence go with us, do not take us up from here because your presence is all we need. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And then even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil for he is with you. His rod and his staff will comfort you. He will prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He anoints my head with oil and will provide me with the grace and the strength for everything I need. He anoints my f head with oil. My cup overflows. And surely his goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. That I will dwell in a house of my Lord forever. He wants to restore your soul. Can you put that song on, please, Ruben? That YouTube video. Let, let's start right now. Let's start right now. Daily, 
If you're wanting something practical to start the journey of restoration and healing, uh, in the link that I sent you on the Bible app link, there's something called 30 Days of Resilience by John Eldridge. It's a devotional morning and night. Yeah, if you could just put that YouTube video on, uh, Jeremy Riddle, Be Still. If you can't find it, just look up Jeremy Riddle, Be Still on YouTube and just, just play that song for me, please. 30 Days of Resilience, John Eldridge, two eight to ten minute meditations, one for the morning and one for the evening, where he will guide you and direct you and take you and help you lie down, come to the green pastures, come to the still waters and invite his presence in. So yeah, just, uh, just look out for that, look out for that. I really highly recommend it um, It's one of the greatest resources. If you're mature enough and able enough and capable enough of being still on your own and you don't need any guidance and help, way wonderful, praise God for that. But I, I, I even, I find, you know, over 40 years following Jesus that in today's day uh, age of distraction, and busyness, it's very hard to be still, to stop, to stop the flow of thoughts and just be still and allow him to restore our souls. So let's just pray just now. Hopefully that song, Be Still, Jeremy Riddle can be played. If not, uh, if you can't get it on YouTube, George, you can just find it on your phone, just play it for your phone, please. Jeremy Riddle, be still, be still and know that. I am the Lord, Heavenly Father. Just, just come before Him right now. Just come. The Lord is your shepherd. We come before you now, Heavenly Father. We come before you right now, God, with our souls. And we say, Lord, we need you. Our souls need you. In a dry and weary land where there is no water, our souls are longing and thirsty for you. And we come into your presence right now, God. And we just ask that. Pradeep, come up and play the keys for me, please. If we can't get that, that song, Pradeep, just come up and start playing the keys just now. Thank you. We just come into your presence, Lord Jesus. We ask, Lord, that you would come into our souls right now. Just take a minute to give him your worries. Surrender everything to him right now. There we go. There we go. Just take a minute. Take a minute. Let's not rush from this moment. Just take a few minutes to be still. Just start by giving everything and everyone to Jesus. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. What is wearying you? What is burdening you? What are you worried about? Come to me, all you who are wearied and burdened, and I will give you rest. So give everything right now. Just say, Jesus, I give everything to you. I give everyone to you those that I'm worried about, those that I'm carrying, those I feel the weight of responsibility for, I give them to you, Lord Jesus. I cast my anxiety upon you, Lord Jesus.
give everything over to you, Lord. Just start telling him that you love him. Just say, I, I love you, Jesus. Just tell him you love him in your own words. Just say, I love you, Jesus. As you're telling him, your soul is starting to connect in that most important place. For he is inside you, his presence dwells. You are the temple of the living God. I love you, Jesus. And invite you, Lord, to fix me, to restore me, to heal me, to strengthen me, to feed me in green pastures, to wash my wounds with your living water. I receive it right now, Lord. I receive your healing touch. I receive your strength. For Jesus, you're my bread of life. When I eat of this bread, I will never go hungry. My drink of this water, I never go thirst, and therefore I shall not want, for you're all that I want, Lord Jesus. You're all that I need. Lord, restore my soul. Where there is mourning, turn it into dancing once again, Lord. Where there is anxiety, bring your peace. Where there's fear, bring your confidence. Heal me, Lord. Heal my mind, my thoughts. Heal my identity, Lord. Thank you, I'm a loved. Thank you, I'm accepted. I thank you, I'm forgiven. I thank you, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I don't feel I can do it, Lord, but that's right. I can't do all things on my own, but I can do it through you and I receive your strength in me. Lord Jesus, I love you. Lord Jesus, I thank you. Give me a glorious vision of the good work that you have started in me that you said you will complete. It will not be complete until we meet you face to face, but Lord, you have a beautiful vision of the glory and image of Jesus that I was created in, that you're restoring in me. Lord Jesus, keep that vision before me. Restore our souls, Lord. Comfort us that we may comfort others. Would you comfort us, Lord? Would you heal us, Lord, so that we can bring medicine and healing balm to the sick? That when we're on mission, we're doing so from a place of health, that we can give hope and medicine and healing to the sick. Use us, Lord, we pray. Use our hands to be your hands, our mouth to speak your words. 
from a place of your love. Help us to focus on the best in others, Lord, and overlook the weaknesses of others as you do with us, Lord. Help us to be a people of love in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's stand to our feet, find church. I want to encourage you. On the notes I sent, there's something called the Pause app. 30 days of resilience, twice a day meditations. If you're capable of getting into his presence and being still on your own or through your own practices, wonderful. Maybe need a little help in hand. I would suggest that is one good one to start with. There's many others. Let's, uh, let's just thank Jesus for his love. Come on, let's just show him our appreciation. Put our hands together. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your kindness, your love. Okay, George, have we got one, one final song? Are we? Yeah, we've got one more song. We've got one more song. Fantastic. Just hand over to the band and uh, we'll just finish on a song. Thank you.